Hi everyone, welcome to the Adventure Girl podcast. I'm Deanna and I'm in room here with my co-host Michelle. Woo woo, hello. Today, uh, we're gonna talk to you a little bit about camping, maybe like a little bit of a camping 101 here. Uh, we are planning a camping trip uh, coming up here in a week or two. Um, and so we thought this would be a good opportunity to talk to you guys about how we prepare, what we bring, uh, what we love to do, what we don't love to do, <laughs> a little bit of both. What we've bought and have never used. What we've bought and never <laughs> used, what we've bought and really love, uh, what we've splurged on and uh, things that we have done a little bit more on budget. Uh, so with that, uh, we'll probably get going here with talking about campgrounds. Uh, that's probably one of the most important things mm -hmm. when going camping. Um, where are you gonna camp? I mean, that's kind of important. Where are you gonna camp? It's the start to it all. Yeah, so one of the things I think we had briefly touched on on our last uh, episode was about a campground versus a dispersed campsite. Uh, and some of the basics when it comes to dogs in those, uh, yeah. but they each have their pluses and minuses. Uh, so Michelle, I think your first camp trip was on a campground. Um, yes. Right? So I was smart, at least in one thing. And my <laughs> first night was in a campground, um, which I highly suggest if you've never camped before, you do feel a little better especially if you're solo camping like you do feel a little better knowing someone's relatively close although I've stayed in dispersed areas where people have been closer mm -hmm. so don't think that just because you're in a campground you're or because you're dispersed I guess that you're gonna be alone sometimes you can be relatively close it's just less rules um, so my first campground was in Utah it was the coral pink sand dune state park so lots of rules there but Phoenix was allowed off leash Oh, nice. So that's okay. rare. So that is a big difference. Yeah. That generally in campgrounds, you have, I forget what they're called. They're the people who stay in the RVs at the very front. Like campsite like, leaders or Yeah, whatever. there's something like that. And they're there full time. Um, if, if you're at a state park, there's rangers. But most campgrounds have like that RV that's like always up by the yeah. front. Um, and they enforce rules. And some of them can be sticklers so like your dog's gonna be on a leash it's quiet hours if you have a generator you can't run those um I don't know what other rules there really are other than just your the loudness the the times the generators and dogs being on leash I think that's just the biggest difference yeah definitely and for me um I think when you, if you are gonna stay at a campground, one of the things that uh, we've learned is you really want to make sure you choose your campground import, like yeah. spot, spot yeah. well, super smart. Yeah, because sometimes there's campsites that are like wedged in between a bunch of other campsites. Whereas if you pick one more on the outskirts, um, you can have a little bit more of that like outdoorsy dispersed feel yeah. without uh, letting go of some of like the perks of a campsite, like facilities and things like that. In stores, they do have camp stores a lot of times, okay. which like you can get firewood, oh, firewood. and stuff yep. like that. Yep. So for me, I don't know how your guys' campsite was, but so at, I've camped at the Grand Canyon South Rim and then in the Coral Pink Sand Dunes. Those are the only two campgrounds. They both had online registering where you mm -hmm. could see pictures yes. and the map. So in both, I did the same thing. I picked like the spot with the most trees, kind of set farther back so that I wasn't 
butted up next to like a bathroom exactly or, like right next to another person so that's a really good point a lot of them nowadays nowadays no back <laughs> when i was 10 no um <laughs> they have like online yes check-ins yeah. so you can see pictures and like it's this is really important if you have an rv like to know if your rv can fit uh, tent wise, they'll tell you how big your tent can be. My tent was too big. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> we made it fit, but I think I might have killed a bush. Um, yes. <laughs> so they they'll tell you tent size um, and if you like pull in or pull through. So okay, yeah, smart. that's that is really smart, and that's a good point because um, one of the places we have gone uh, to a campground uh, is up on the rim, and that's because we had a really large group, and it was a it was easy to locate, right? Like this camp number campsite mm-hmm. number in this campsite for a group of versus here is a ten. pin yeah which <laughs> find the pin which we do now <laughs> and it has worked out pretty well um but it took a little bit of nerve to get up to that but um definitely like utilize online um like yeah. when you're registering a lot of the places like Michelle said have pictures for us, we always tried to stay like away from being right next to the bathroom because or most the camp of them, person. Yeah, most of them <laughs> are vaults, right? Um, so just a couple things to think about there. Um, from a dispersed perspective, uh, like Michelle said, you can find dispersed locations that are around more people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to a dispersed campsite like that as well, uh, but you can also find ones that are middle of nowhere, really far. <laughs> and those are the kinds that I like these days because you have a Me lot too. more freedom. Yeah. Uh, dogs can do whatever they want. You yeah. don't have to deal with other people's noise. Um, we're but just it, old crotchety people at well, this point. Well, <laughs> and I think it, there's differences. So, like, if I go alone, mm-hmm. I'm more inclined to get a spot where I know people are going to be driving by. Definitely. Or where I have cell service or something like that where if I'm with a group of friends, I don't care if I have cell service. I don't care if another soul comes back there. So, I think there's... I Pluses think the reason I mentioned sure. that was just because for some of the people, this might be they want to go camping alone, mm-hmm. and to know that dispersed doesn't mean alone. Always. Yes, definitely, yeah. for sure. And there's just a lot of places you can't go dispersed camping as well. Yeah. So you have to kind of decide, is this somewhere I want to go? If so, then I'm just going to have to get a camp. And I think we touched on dispersed, but I want to just reiterate, in case you all haven't listened to our other podcast episodes, so dispersed camping, what when we're talking about it in Arizona – there are forest roads that have spots that you can pull off in. And the general rule of thumb is it needs to have a fire ring and look like it's been used before. So you can't just pull off into like the side of the road where there's a bunch of grass and call that dispersed. It's just be kind to nature. So yeah. you're driving down a forest road in Arizona and you see a spot that's got a fire ring and people have stacked wood and you can tell like you can pull in without killing anything. That's a dispersed spot. And there's the dogs. Um, Phoenix. Tula. Tula, come here. Sorry, um, dog interruption. <laughs> yeah. And then Life with in dogs. Colorado, dispersed is different. So dispersed in Colorado can be both. It can be you can pull in or it can be you pull alongside the road and you walk your stuff in. Okay. So every state has different laws and rules. Utah is also like Arizona. So if you're from the East Coast listening, I don't know if you have dispersed. Um, you're just going to have to do a little Google. It might be called BLM land, things like that. So that's when we say dispersed, it's for us in Arizona, we can pull our cars right in and set up camp. Plop. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. 
So we talked a little bit about dispersed versus um, campgrounds. So when you're looking for a campground, whether it's dispersed or an actual campsite, what do you use to find those locations? Uh, a mix. So we both use Google. Yeah, um, a lot of Googling. Dee's husband, Nick, loves Google Earth. Um, when I first started, I used a website called Camp Endium, and I'll put that below because that's kind of a weird word. I don't think it's actually a word. Um, and they have campsites, dispersed camping, free camping in every state. Um, so I would Google on, or I'd go to Camp Endium, put in Payson, mm -hmm. and I would find roads. And that's where I learned about forest roads because 99% of free camping is a dispersed road. And then they have reviews. So it's really nice. It's kind of like an all trails for camping because people who like RV full-time will leave reviews. So you'll know about animals, uh, you know, like if you're in Colorado or someplace that has like bears, bears you can find out if there's been a lot of bear sightings. Um, you can find out, you know, if you're going solo, if there's wife or if there's um, cell service. So it's a great kind of all trails for camping sites. Um, and then a lot of times I'll also Google earth. Yeah. So like I'll find the forest road and somebody might have left their GPS coordinates for someplace they went. So I'll look those up and then I'll also look around so that I have multiple options to kind of, cause a lot of times you'll show up and they're taken. Um, so yeah, camp Indium, Google earth. I think that's it. Yeah, I think Google Earth is fun because you can kind of see the terrain you're going to mm -hmm. be around as well. Um, Nick spends quite a bit of time looking at Google Earth before <laughs> we pick a spot. <laughs> so I leave that to him for the most yeah. part. <laughs> it's very fun. <laughs> yeah, and for dispersed camping, uh, we usually do that for large groups now as well. And we'll usually drop a pin uh, somewhere and uh, say, you know, we usually bring a flag with us as like an indicator, a marker. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll throw that out out once we actually hit a location but we say this is where we're aiming for we might be somewhere yeah. you know half a mile before or after look out yeah. for our flag right yeah so that's how we kind of try to do a little bit of the group camping in a more dispersed fashion yeah. as well and when you're not with a group when you're solo you really can just drive up and down a road yeah like that's the cool yeah. thing about it I, I used to get when I first started I would like GPS coordinate the spot I wanted and then freak out if I didn't get that spot. Um, and now I'm half the time, if I'm going solo, I just pick a road. <laughs> like and I don't even, yeah. yeah. And I've actually had some really cool, like I camped up in, on the rim and I thought it was gonna be like the worst camp spot ever. It was during that, uh, the drought where mm -hmm. like every road was closed. And so I finally just picked this road and the site wasn't that great and I was kind of like irritated and then I walked over towards the edge and I had a canyon view like my oh, own nice. like I could walk down and stand on like sit on this rock watch sunset over this canyon and here I would have never known that from looking on Google Earth like yeah. you couldn't tell um, and it ended up being the best spot just from driving down a road. That's so, cool. Yeah. yeah, we've definitely done that too when we've gone with Nick and that's fun. That's a part of the, I think that's a part of the adventure. Like it if is. you have the it opportunity is. to do it, to just wander around and You'll find the a spot. spot. Don't yeah. freak out. Yeah. You'll find the spot. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Cool. And so that's, um, you know, I think the basics when it comes yeah. to picking a campground, um, and one thing I think when I first started camping was gear. I was really worried about <laughs> gear. Um, my first camping trip in the cold was absolutely miserable because I had the worst, like, non 
appropriate gear for camping. Um, so speaking of gear, yeah. Uh, what would be like a couple of your top must-haves in terms of just basic fundamental items you have to have when camping? I have to have a way to make coffee. <laughs> okay. I mean, fine. I agree. Sorry, that's sure. fundamental. I will sleep on the ground if I can make coffee. Um, no, truly, I have to have like my stove and my way to make coffee, whether it's my French press or uh, the new pour over that I have. Fancy. Uh, actually, it was like $4. Um <laughs> For me, I think my first splurge was a good sleep pad. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else I have, and I'm not saying Coleman is not a splurge. It's not really most Coleman stuff. It's very well made, but it's pretty inexpensive. Uh, my first splurge was my almost $200 sleeping pad. Yes. How about you? <laughs> uh, so splurge-wise, um, I would say my sleeping bag is the most expensive thing I have and uh Nick actually won it at Bass Pro it's an Ascend sleeping bag it's a mummy she's bag she's fancier than me mine's um, from Walmart I, I love mine it's amazing <laughs> or Amazon Amazon mine's from Amazon so, yeah it's Ascend I think normally it's like a hundred and ten dollars or something like that but Nick um we won it at a raffle at Bass Pro because uh, we spend enough money there that we are Bass Pro whatever members. Yeah. Um, they fancy. Uh, yeah, well, or we just waste a lot of money at Bass Pro, one or the other. Um, but in any case, I think that's the that's the most expensive thing I have, and I'm happy. Like, I would have spent that money on it as well. Um, it didn't fit Nick. His chest is too broad, so he had to actually get, like, an extra large mummy bag. Um, and I think he got it from Midway USA, and it's, like, military surplus, so he was able to find one that actually fit him. Um, like he was sausaged in there. He like couldn't move at all. So it worked out great for me. Um, it's a zero degree bag. So I probably can't use that in the summer ever. Uh, but when we go camping like up north and the lows are in the 30s or 40s, it's pretty perfect. Um, so that's the splurge. I think other basics that I definitely am happy we have. Uh, one is just our tent. Um, we have a Coleman tent. It's a four-person tent. I think Nick got it from like Walmart or Target. Um, it's pretty basic, but we've had it like mm-hmm. since I've known Nick. Um, yeah. That's so how my Coleman is six too. or seven years now, and it's great. Um, not lightweight, so if you're trying to like backpack, <laughs> you're not backpacking with anything we're there. talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's a really good point to make. Like we don't have things we that are made for backpacking. Um, I don't know. Car camp. Car, Car camp. camp. Glamping, I think RV, but we can debate about that. We'll later. debate that other. Uh, I I think we glamp because we take things out of our vehicle, set them on the ground, and call yeah. it a day. <laughs> yeah. So the Coleman four person tent, really good and waterproof. Yeah. Like we can fit. Um, we used to use an air mattress, so we had a two person air mattress. Um, and then when Tula came in the picture, she blew it up really fast. So we, which thus my splurge on my sleep pad. Yeah, I have I have a little bit of a cheaper one. Um, I got from Amazon. It's Kelty, uh, and I think it was maybe like fifty bucks or something like that. And I really like it. Um, Nick is a Nick's is again from Midway USA, like military surplus. He really likes his. Yeah. Um, so it really just yeah. depends. I'm what a bougie you want. sleeper, and yeah. I sleep on my stomach. So I cannot sleep on my back, which is where I think a less expensive pad helps. Yeah. So I have the REI three and a half inch. Oh, I like snap. I like the thick pads. Um, it's self-inflating, which is amazing, but it's really hard to deflate because you have yeah. to like put all your body weight on it. But I put it in my sleeping bag. Oh, that's so nice. I have yeah. like an XXL sleeping bag. 
that I slide my thing and zip up because uh, I learned this lesson from hammock sleepers. They have cocoons that go yeah. around because when you sleep on your stomach in the cold and if you have your sleeping bag on top, you end up just like sliding off Rolling and losing, off. losing your, you guys should see what I'm doing with my hands. You like lose your sleeping bag and you're freezing. So by having it like all in one and then Phoenix, if it's really cold, gets in too. Um, yeah. So it, for me, like it was close to $200, yeah. but it was, and I've had That's it important, though. two years now. Like sleeping, so, sleeping is really important. Yes. <laughs> well, because so if you're miserable, it sucks. It, and like I had really the does. 1999 Intech mattress from Amazon, and it deflates in the cold. Yeah. And right. I like cold weather camping; it's my favorite. So I would wake up on the ground all the time. Yeah. So it was worth the splurge, I think. So I, I would agree. Most of our, if you haven't noticed, the splurge is sleeping. It is. <laughs> it's a like, sleeping bag and sleep pads. If you can't sleep well, like you're gonna hate it. You're gonna hate it. You're gonna hate it. I think for me, it was like when I was too cold in my crappy yes. uh, sleeping bag and it didn't have that mummy yeah. bag yet. Like I don't think I slept a wink and I was just freezing my ass off the whole time. So. Yeah. Definitely important to um, take into consideration like what you splurge on. So our Coleman yeah. tent is something that we didn't splurge on, for example, but our sleeping mm -hmm. bags are. But Coleman's also a brand that's known yeah. for camping gear. So like to me, a stove, a Coleman stove, a Coleman tent, lantern. a Coleman pop-up, Coleman lanterns, yeah. whatever. You're getting quality stuff. Yes. The sleeping stuff for me is just very individual. You know, yeah. I'm a stomach sleeper. I need that three and a half inches to protect me from the ground. Um, if you're a back sleeper, you can probably get away with a cheaper one. Yeah. Um, or if you're just bougie like me. But like my sleeping bag, I think was 60 bucks. Um, it's a zero degree. I've had no problems with it, but nice. I'm also a hot sleeper. So okay. yeah, I like sweat most of the time at night. So yeah, so I think splurging is just what's really important to you. Yeah. You know, if you're like, I don't care, I'll sleep on the ground, sweet. Yeah, yeah I wish, I wish. So a couple other things that came up while you were talking. So lanterns, really important, um, like a headlamp uh, lantern that you can like hang in your tent or, mm -hmm. you know, when you're trying to go potty. In the Ooh, my little light bulbs that I can hang, those are fun. Yeah. 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 Light. Light is important. Light's important. I think... Toilet paper, huge one, a shovel. Yeah, um, for, I mean, those are definitely basics, holes. yeah. Um, one thing that I, I always bring with me is baby wipes. And I me think, too. like, Coleman has, like, disposable ones yeah. or biodegradable ones. So but adventure wipes. Either way, like, for me, that's something that I always take because there's going to be a couple days where you're really not showering. So, and you're, like, in <laughs> camp. She's saying this politely. You're going to stink. You're going to smell. Um <laughs> Like personally and also because you're sitting yeah. next to a fire most of the yeah. time. So I always like to feel good. I like to wipe down with baby wipes. Me like too. my yeah. face, my arms, my like yeah. everything. Yep, yeah. me too. Um, That's a very good, to, yeah. Just to like kind of feel clean. And Purell too. For yeah. Like when you're getting ready to cook and things like that. Um, it's just nice. And we also have like a five or ten gallon plastic jug we mm -hmm. bought from Walmart for camping. Um, we use just regular water that we bring from home. So that way we know we can use it if we're boiling water. And then we can also use it um, for like washing dishes mm -hmm. or washing hands, that kind of stuff. So that's another like really important thing I think. Yeah. A lot of campgrounds will have like non-potable water spigots. Mm -hmm. But always make sure you have, you know that if you're going in a campground that they have it. And then that you have your own drinking water. Yes, for sure. 
So I think from that perspective, like those are my basics. Uh, Coleman stove was something that we got, which is also like really high on my list mm -hmm. now of critical items. <laughs> things to make coffee with. Things to make coffee with, things to make food with that aren't yeah. like Pop-Tarts. Um, yeah. so. But like so. if you notice, we're not going fancy here. So yeah. I think that's like the moral of the story for beginner camping. Um, like I didn't even have a foldable table my first time. Yeah, I like, I found a log and I put my stuff on a log and called it a day. Um, you don't have to be fancy. Like you just need the stuff to cook. You need the stuff to eat with. You need a place to sleep and something to keep you warm if you're going cold weather. Um, and then you can slowly spurge, spurge, splurge as you like learn things, like Most learn definitely. what you like and if you like it, you know, yeah. and for me, I didn't even splurge on the sleep pad until like I deserved it. <laughs> like, let's be real. I went camping a lot before I was like, okay, I'm going to invest a yeah. bunch of money oh yeah because i was pretty darn miserable and i was going to colorado for six yeah. days and i was not sleeping on that intech mattress in 20 degree weather and one thing you may also be able to find is like if you look on secondhand places yeah. like facebook marketplace and things like that there's always people upgrading their stuff um, yeah. or buying new things so if you're looking to um you know start and try new things you might be able yep. to find something uh, like secondhand, um, I, like REI outlet um, and REI yeah. garage sales and stuff. And like I that's actually, a that's try. a really good point. I got my sleep pad. It's an REI sleep pad at REI. But if you're an REI member, you get points back. And so I, then I was able to take those points towards that higher dollar item that I bought and like bought other things, which was really cool. Like at least they do that. Like, yeah, yeah I might have spent 200 bucks, but at least I got points to buy. Yeah. And I bought Yeti <laughs> stuff. So. Yeah. So what's one thing you've bought but never used? Because I think both of us have probably bought way too many things, yeah. like trying to like make up for the fact yeah. that we don't know what we're doing half the time. But yeah. So I just thought of something that I finally splurged on that I bought a lot. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking your question and I'm like doing two, two parts. I'm going to okay. have you do two parts too. So the thing that I bought that I thought I had to have, and it wasn't really a splurge, but it was just like I remember going to get it and like staying up late to prep it because I thought I had to have it and that was a Dutch oven like mm. a cast iron Dutch oven like I thought I just had to have that thing and the thing weighs like 40 pounds I've never used it um so yeah I'm, I think I'm going to gift it to Nick and Dee because her eyes just lit up she's like ooh. um yeah I've, I've literally never used it because it's really Can't heavy stew. um but when I said I bought Yeti stuff it made me think I went clear up until this year using either a really inexpensive Coleman mm -hmm. or a lot of times if I was alone Target or not Target uh Trader Joe's shopping bags yeah. like the insulated ones as my cooler I went so long without having a really good cooler and then I just recently got a Yeti um because I got really tired of food like going like I'd have to throw food away when I got home got because home. I didn't trust it and that's a, a huge waste of money so I wish I would have splurged a little bit quicker on a good cooler um but I didn't <laughs> yeah no I, and I I would agree with that so that's something like we've splurged on recently as well um we actually got gifted a cooler for a couple of Christmases ago maybe like two Christmases ago um I don't think it's as expensive as a Yeti but similar concept where it's much heavier much thicker yeah. um more like bear proof style mm -hmm. so it definitely helps um to keep things cold like on a multi-day trip so i think it's definitely worth it there yeah. um so oh, i would yeah, agree you have to throw the food away when you get home yeah so i would agree on that um and for me like some of the stuff that i've bought and just never used is like dog 
crap. Like, because Tula actually really hates, like, almost everything that's just not, like, being totally naked. And she doesn't, like, she's not a cuddler. She doesn't want jackets and blankets and other crap. So we got Tula a, um, like, a dog sleeping bag. And she literally just looked at it and was like, no. Nah. <laughs> so that was a waste of money for me. However... <laughs> I gave that to Michelle, and I'm pretty sure Feeny loves it, right? Yeah, we're actually to the point we probably need a new one because he broke the zipper on it. Oh, man. So he uses it constantly. Um, he is a cuddler. He likes being warm. So, like, a lot of times we'll be camping, and he'll be on Tula's bed, curled up under blankets, and Tula could care less. But, yeah, he, when it's cold, he'll get in the tent or the car or whatever, and he will... I'll open the sleeping bag, he'll curl up in it, I'll zip it up, and he'll stay there all night long. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Opposite of Tula. And so this also teaches you, like, yeah. one thing that someone might like or dislike. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of have to find your own yeah. things that you really need. And what's important um, to you. And like, a Dutch oven, you. if I'm going solo, I'm not going to carry a 40-pound yeah. cast iron Dutch <laughs> oven. It's not really 40 pounds, but it's really It heavy. feels like it's 40 pounds, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I think it's just like, you also figure out how to be minimalist in your own way over yeah. time too. Like what are the things that you're actually going to oh, yeah. waste your space and time Ooh, carrying versus I thought, not? Yeah. You just made me think about, I also spent a lot of money and I think this is a really good thing to think of if you're, how you're going to be carrying your gear. Um, I use Plano boxes, uh, which it's a brand, um, because I strap them to my roof and mm -hmm. I have to ratchet them down and they're meant to be heavily ratcheted where like you use more of like the rubber, rubber made, made yeah. which is what I started with. And on my first trip I broke, I destroyed them. And yeah. like that was before I even got home. So then I was like shoving stuff in the back of the vehicle because my boxes broke and like, if I'm by myself, I'm also taking that box from the Just top of my Jeep and dropping it. it. Yeah. And so I invested. And they weren't even that expensive. I just didn't think about it. So if you're going to be, you know, using like a Yakima rack or something to attach your stuff to the top of your car. Splurge a little. Get the, yeah, yeah spend the definitely. $20 on the Plano boxes because I've now had mine for three and a half years. And they're... Perfect. And they're meant for like the Yakima roof rack. So they're like the exact width of a Yakima roof rack. So then they're really oh. secure. Um, where the Rubbermaids are kind of small and high. Yeah. And so I felt like they were like. Yeah. Ah. And even that, like the yeah. ones that we have aren't that expensive, but they're still like, we had to find ones that worked. They're more <laughs> the Rubbermaid heavy duty ones. We had Yours a couple that thicker. broke. Yeah. So like I would have definitely, if I had known this earlier, I would have just gone straight to the Plano boxes too. Yeah. Cause I think we've like had to buy so many yeah. that it's been pretty the plano like, boxes obnoxious. can also be bear proof you can put uh, locks through both corners oh, and nice. make it bear proof which is actually really nice that's really good yeah i think that'll probably be one of our next investments too um just because it's easy to keep things like in the boxes in the garage too. yeah and that's mine is they're all in the garage they're animal proof so like even if you have mice it's no big deal like not gonna happen so I just thought about something so we talked about gear that we want to take with us but like what's one thing like item clothing or something that you wear on you that you're like this is my camping thing like I have to have these Bir Birkenstocks is that what you're gonna say I can already see it in her face 
Birkenstocks and Birkenstocks. So yes, we all know my my favorite outfit in the world are wool socks and Birkenstocks and a flannel. Um, but over the years, I have upgraded those. Um, I also like Tevas, like my slide on Tevas. Oh, the orange ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're like poofy and comfortable. Um, I have. I just like you and I. We both wear like yoga pants, yoga but pants, I have yeah. invested in smart wool leggings and smart wool top to keep me warm. For layers, yeah. Um, because I have found if you have one really good base layer, you don't you don't need to like wear fifty thousand things. Yes, yeah, most definitely. Um, oh, and my Burton thing, that Burton. Oh, the oh, sweater you have. That's like super the cozy. warmy, coziest sweater. Um, but you and I wear kind of the same things. So like yeah. you have your big coat that I always looks super warm. So layers, for me, layers is important because like during the day when we're camping, it could be 75 degrees, yeah. but at night it's going to be like 35. So I usually like layer up. A good base mm-hmm. layer is really important. Um, just like Michelle said, I have like a knockoff pair of Uggs that I always bring camping. Oh, me too. Me um, too. Those are like a lifesaver. Mine saver. are even more a knockoff than yours though. They're like <laughs> slippers. So you can like slip them on, especially like if you have to go pee in the middle of the night. I've peed on this thing um, so many times. You can basically just like slip them on from your tent and like yes. go outside. Um, those are dedicated camping Mine for me too. because Mine are gross. of the like camp smoke and everything. Oh, I don't wear so many gross. Mine are so gross. Um, like hats. Uh, I always mm. have hats. Like I have a giant like, um, like camo jacket camo that coat. I wear. It looks so it's, like, warm. Fluffy, it looks so warm. But I definitely always wear it like at night and in the mornings. Mm-hmm. It's not like you a do. stylistic choice by any means. And it's a lot really of times warm. we're wearing <laughs> pants that don't match with oh, yeah. it. Like. Yeah. But it's all about being cozy and being warm, I think. Um, so, yeah, those are my go-tos. But I always layer um, and just, like, throughout yeah. the day, you know, start stripping. That's why so. I like the flannels. <laughs> you tie them around your waist, and then, yeah. like, if you go to a cool area. Yeah, I love my flannels. Let's be real. So is there a piece of dog gear you have to have with you? I know last week we talked about, like, what we bring with us um, for the dogs. But is there something that you're like, oh, I always have to have this? Like, aside from the basics, like food and emergency kits and stuff. Mm. A ball. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, no. Honestly, he's so easy. Uh, As long as we have blankets. And, like, I always have the Fiesta blanket. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people call them Mexican blankets. But, so, just so you know what I'm talking about. We have, like, four in our car pretty much at all times. Um, and I think even though that's not, it's technically dog gear because I use them for him. Like I fold that on the ground and that way he can be comfy anywhere and I can kind of sit on the ground with him. So that's kind of like our extra that is technically for him. Yeah. Like I, I don't think it's, I've never used them. So. Yeah. And I think for us, um, it's kind of similar. Uh, she doesn't really like, Tula doesn't need much of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, They're so, dogs. They're yeah. wild. Like, we usually bring a, a Coranda. Uh, oh, yeah, mm. that's a good one. So we, not Coranda, <laughs> but, like, the, what are those things we have? Like, the mesh beds. Oh, the cooler. The cooler. There we go. I was like, that is not <laughs> yeah, what and, it is. Yeah, and Feeny usually steals it. Um, so we have a cooler bed that we bring for Tula just so she's not, like, always laying in the dirt in the rocks. But, like, 10 I out of 10. I can't fit it in my Jeep. She's laying on the ground and Feeny's yeah. laying on the Because I can't bring mine because I can't fit it in the Jeep, so. Um, I think that's a that's a good one if you're, like, trying to um, 
you know, keep your dog a little less dirty, but like for us, it's always, or if you want to be able to, like if your dog knows place really well and you need to put your dog in place for something or bed that that's actually really a good one for that. And we have, and Michelle just brought this up. She was like pointing and I, I (laughs) at my neck, which meant no sense. (laughs) I I got her. Um, So lights. So especially when it's like pitch black out, um, and you have like a campfire and you're staring at the campfire and you look away and you can't see anything. Um, both Tula and Feeney's e-collars have lights on them. Um, so we utilize those, but there's also, oh my goodness, Tula, Tula and Feeney are trying to play. Um, but you can also buy separate Mm -hmm. ones that you can attach to their collars. That are like recharge. You can get like the rechargeable glow ones and yeah. Yeah. Just so that way, like you have a way to spot your dog if you don't have them on leash at Mm -hmm. night. Um, and I like, especially if you're going to the bathroom, you're taking them to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Um, when an animal comes up, like it's just, it's it's easy to have to see them. Yeah. Which is smart to have an extra light on. All right, so before we, like, gab for another yes. 20 minutes. I know, we can minutes, keep going, guys. Um, we can always talk our brains <laughs> out. Um, to wrap things up, can you tell us your most favorite thing about camping and then oh. your least favorite thing about camping? Um, most favorite um, is the mornings. Um, yeah. I love waking up early and making my coffee and I listened to a playlist um, by Brianna Medea, and it's called Bertha's Breakfast Songs. <laughs> and there is just something about that particular playlist in the morning, drinking coffee, um, and it's like an indie folk playlist. So it's just that moment, like that's my favorite. It's just, and I've listened to that playlist since I started camping, so it's kind of like a routine now, yeah. you know? Like I just turned that playlist. Yeah, it's like tradition. So I think that's like my absolute favorite is just that moment in the morning as the sun's coming up and just having that access, you mm-hmm. know, instead of staying at a hotel and being like, oh, I got to get up at like 4 a.m. and then drive somewhere to experience that. Like you can literally just roll out of bed and not look all great because nobody cares. No <laughs> and camping, there's, yeah. like, there's like camp clean. There's yeah, camp, camp clean look, is a like thing. Camping good looks yeah, versus camp like real good looks. <laughs> Um, and then my least favorite, and we just, we actually talked about this offline and it like instantaneously came out. I don't like going to the bath. Well, I don't mind number ones outside. Number two is not my thing. I don't really dig it. Yeah, but a bunch. <laughs> but I really do. Um, it's not exactly the most pleasant thing in the world. It doesn't take away from it for me. It's just part of it that if like I had to say something I didn't like, it would be that. yeah that's why you definitely need a shovel but yeah. like when you're in a group it's like awkward too because you're like that's more yep, i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna grab that shovel real fast because yeah. i just want to go shovel some dirt solo camping i don't really mind <laughs> or even like if it's just us three or yeah. you know like a smaller group but it is really awkward when like you just had your coffee in the morning and you go grab the sh- like everybody like, knows what you're doing and it's a little awkward like trying to find a place that somebody else hasn't gone too like recently um so that's I mean really that's that's the only thing I don't necessarily care for I wouldn't say it's not like yeah but you um so what I like like instant access the like to hiking outdoors like that morning walk we have some sunrise with our coffees and the dogs walking up and down the dirt roads that like mental picture I have of the outdoors 
to cure um, the anxiety. Yeah, and just sitting by a campfire mm -hmm. and chatting with a group of people, I think, is like such a fun, relaxing yeah. thing to do. Um, least favorite thing for me is always like, you know, so one thing to go off of Michelle's, I think like having your monthly in the woods is uh, like yeah. shitty. Um, so like, you know, just as awkward as like, let mm -hmm. me grab this thing. When you like, come back with like a little poop bag and you're like, like a lot of like paper, <laughs> like wrapped things in toilet paper and stuff. So that's like awkward. Everybody knows. But fine. You deal with it. I think the one thing that I really don't like is like the cleanup afterwards for mm. me. Um, in big group trips, because yeah. we usually end up with like tons of things that need to be cleaned and washed, um, yeah. just because we're cooking for big groups of people. And lots of trash. Lots of trash, lots of laundry. Um, so from that perspective, like I, that's one thing I'm working on is getting a little bit more minimalist, so I don't have to do as much, um, or just like cleaning while we're there. But nonetheless, like the benefits yeah. definitely outweigh the negatives about well, it. Well, and I think you mentioned like something really cool about something you like, that instant access to outdoors, but then to piggyback on that, like how often when you're home, like, because we both live at pretty instant access to like hiking. And, yeah, very but true. But how often when you're home, you choose to clean or do laundry. Yeah. Like when you are out and camping, like you have no choice but to relax. So exactly. I think that's like... You That's don't get point. up and like stress about what you have to do. Like, so you really enjoy that moment with your coffee. You really enjoy that campfire because you don't have like, anything else to do. Yeah, like, oh, I could go hiking, but I still yeah. have to do three loads of laundry and the dishes and the dog needs a bath and... And it's really I rare know. now because we all have cell phones that we're not always doing something. And mm -hmm. camping, your phone's down, you're not... You're not, other than taking pictures or changing your playlist, you're not attached yeah. to it. So I think that's, that's, I the, that's the best, like, that to wrap it up yeah. is the best part about camping. And we are going camping not next weekend, but the weekend after. Um, we might just do a live while we're there. Yeah, we're going to try we'll out lives. Yeah, like, maybe we'll we need to announce it. We tried it this morning. We had... One person. <laughs> and it was my mom. <laughs> hey, I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to say okay. that. So no, we had three people join, but it was also like yeah. early in the morning. But in any yeah. case, like we'll, we'll live it up. Maybe see what happens show there. You, maybe we'll show like our setups because I'll be sleeping in the Jeep. Yeah, um, we'll so show you the difference between the camp campsite and the Jeep site. Oh, we do have a new tent. We'll see if. Oh, oh your yeah. truck tent. We have a truck tent we got off our wedding registry. Uh, we have not tried that out yet. So maybe we'll give that a go. Um, ooh, one tip, always try setting up your tent before you get to a campsite. Um, She's saying that for my benefit because I didn't. Well, <laughs> you know, when it's dark and you have no lights and you're or like stressed out. Or understand where you're camping too. Yeah. Like I did not know there were stakes for sand. Yeah. But in any case, <laughs> we might try to set that one up. We'll yeah, see what happens. Um, but in Regardless, case, we'll share it on Instagram, show you our things, yeah. and show you all these things in person. I think that, that helps to yeah. not only talk about it, but show you pictures. And um, we'll put another kit together with all of our favorite things uh, that we've splurged on or not splurged on so that you guys can see it for yourself because sometimes that's easy to see. Like Maybe I'll put together a basic kit and then a splurge kit. Yeah, we can definitely do that. Um, that way you guys could see like what... We still use because my Coleman stove's like three and a half years old. And oh yeah, she's and we have still the kicking. same one. So yeah. yeah, so maybe we'll do that for you guys to help out, so you can see what we bought and use and love, and splurge on. Yeah, let us know. Uh, we'll we'll post something on Instagram, and you can let us yeah. know if you guys have like something like a must have oh, or yeah. a must splurge on we as like well. Gear. 
Um, or like something you found that's super like affordable, but has been amazing. So yeah. I think that's even better. If you have um, tips for helping us clean, keep yeah. things clean. Ugh, clean. Yeah. <laughs> that's her least favorite. I don't think you can help us with our bathroom needs, but. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I think we're going to wrap this up for today. But uh, we'll talk to you again soon and let us know if you have any uh, questions for us. Bye, guys. Bye.